So, Grandma, what what have you been playing recently? Well, um, the Persona Dancing trilogy just went on sale. Yes, it did. So, um, <laughs> I've been playing a little bit of Persona Three, Dancing All Night, or Dancing in Moonlight. Right. How's that? It's been good. Um, I think Three got some of the best remixes, or some mm. of the better remixes out of the the two. Mm. Um, yeah. It's kind of a, a blast from the past because it was so long ago that we did the Persona 4 dancing one. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. it's funny. The the collection is on sale for the same price as the individual games. Yeah. It's interesting. And didn't the, the collection originally... Wasn't it originally like $120? I think so, yeah. So it's dropped significantly to... $26 Canadian sale for yeah and it comes with um the PlayStation PlayStation 4 version of Persona 4 yeah Dancing All Night um which is not available otherwise yeah so that's kind of why I was waiting for the collection to go on sale so now I did play a little bit of 4 as well mm-hmm. it um I think like the other two are better like they've got better menus and stuff honestly right and um the way that you unlock stuff is a lot easier um, and then I booted up Tanaka's, um, shop and the music started playing and he started speaking and I immediately muted <laughs> my, cause, oh gosh. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this grind again, <laughs> but uh, I will Graham. Yeah. You'll I'll suffer through it for the both of us. Okay. And cause there's a trophy too. Or uh, Platinum. Uh, yes. di- yeah, Platinum. Yeah, it's just a copy-paste of the original list. Yeah, so. which isn't I mean, too bad. Yeah. What about you? Have you been playing anything? Oh, Graham, what haven't I been playing would be an easier question. Okay, um, what haven't you been playing? <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Go ahead. I know. Um, so I, I, uh, I saw everybody playing the Final Fantasy Remake. And I was like, hey, I don't have any dollars. Well, I have any dollars, but I want to buy the remake. I better go back and, and actually play the original game okay. that I started two years ago that I never finished. And so I've been playing a, a fair chunk of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, two things. Um, so they, they put out like an HD remaster of it in like 2015 for the PS4. Yes. And uh, I don't know if the original game did this, but one feature I love so far about the game is that the characters that you aren't that aren't in your party currently continue to level up as you level up. That's a pretty uh, modern not... take for, uh, for a game of that age. Yeah. And uh, like, that's my biggest problem actually with like persona four is that that does not happen. Um, and so kind of like character or persona three, like characters kind of get left in the dust. Yeah. Like poor Chie. So Yeah. <laughs> and Yosuke. But um, uh, yeah, so that's, that's really nice. But also when they re-release the game, um, they put in cheat codes um, mm-hmm. uh, that don't affect trophies. And, like, I, I kind of found them naturally. Um, it's basically, like, pushing the left stick, pushing the right stick, pushing both sticks together. There's three codes. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't quite sure what, what two of them did, but one of them uh, is a times three speed multiplier. Yes. So the game the game plays at time three speed, which is incredible. And because uh, it just, it, it you know map travels and battles like it's it's perfect it's it's what you need uh, or it, it really helped me get back into like okay let's grind through get some levels and stuff like that 
It's a, lot, a big user-friendly advantage. And it doesn't mess with the music, which is awesome. Uh, the music plays at normal speed. Oh, that's cool. That's actually yeah. really nice. But then I learned what the other two did. And um, there's there's a no encounter mode. Mm-hmm. So you can you can turn that on and not have to do any random encounters. Yeah. Which is pretty tempting to use like when you're traversing the world map um, or, you know, are tired of getting into encounters. But then there's another one. The, the it's basically god mode you never run out of health or magic okay and you can turn these on and off at will and they don't affect and so, trophies and they don't affect trophies and so it's now it's like i don't know it's like that that the devil on your shoulder being like hey they're almost dead in this boss battle probably <laughs> click l3 and r3 and together at the same time <laughs> so i don't know it, it, i i feel a little bit like oh man i'm probably going to dilute the experience of this game but at the same time i don't i don't know i mean you don't have 80 hours to spend on it no well i mean i do but there are a lot of other games begging for my attention but i don't know Mm -hmm. i i use them as as required yeah i think i i think the gameplay is not necessarily as weird as it sounds what Final Fantasy is all about, or at least Final Fantasy VII entirely. It's I Seven's got a lot of atmosphere and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's an immense game. I'm really impressed with it, actually. Um, and I'm really interested, actually, to get the remake because the re- so like the remake. T- I don't, have you ever played Seven? I I also own the PS4 version, uh, oh, okay. like the the re release. Right. I might. I think I own it in PC as well. Um, right. But uh, yeah, yeah, I've played an hour or two. Okay. So like I've gotten yeah. past the tutorial several times. <laughs> okay. So the remake um, is the new remake that just came out mm-hmm. um, is a expanded version of, I would say, the first six hours yeah. of the original game, which is incredible because the game is ginormous and like and and then the new game is also like ginormous so i'm really interested to see how they how they proceed because i feel like this remake is going to be unlike anything we've seen before um in regards to that right like like it's 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 an impressive feat by all standards and i wonder how quickly and in how many physical copies they're going to release are they going to be able to pull off their grand vision yeah. of remaking the game so it is quite a big project um like i i can only imagine how many years it's going to take if if it um if they put this much amount of time and attention into the just the first part of it but um I get, it, it was kind of funny though because um a friend of mine got it and he was telling me that it actually came on two discs for the PS4 no. version. Yep. No. One of the discs is just for data, and the other one is to play the game. Wow. It's that big of a game. Well, I mean, that's not that uncommon, is it? Most... I mean... I'm trying to think of other games. Red Dead 2 did that. I think... Possibly, yeah. And then... um, Well, because... I think a lot of games, though, if they do something like that, they typically, you download a lot of stuff from the store or whatever. 
Um, but I guess they decided to put two discs and have it uh, all the data on the one disc. Well, I guess because, like, what if you don't have an internet connection? Yeah, honestly, that's the issue with this era of video games. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, well should, I guess we should probably get to the episode. We, here's, a, here's a game that we couldn't play without internet, although you could play it locally. Graham, we haven't even hit the intro yet. I know, I know, that's, that's our lead-in. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and then Sorry. stay tuned to, to find out what game we're playing if you if you if you haven't already guessed based on the the title of the the oh, episode. Yeah. Who looks at the title anymore anyways? Well, hello everyone, <laughs> and welcome to the uh, Velvet Room Review. I'm Matthew. And I'm Graham. And, oh man, Graham, I could just have a whole other episode of just talking about what we've been playing recently. But, we're not here to talk about that. No, we, we, we do have dedicated episodes for that, though. We, we spent about 20% of a regular episode talking about other games. Yeah. So we're going to focus on the main game of this podcast review, uh, which is... A co-op based game from 2018 called A Way Out. Yes. Developed and by the same people who made Brothers of Tale of Two Sons, right? Yes, which we have also reviewed back mm-hmm. in the early uh, days of our podcast. It's well, it one of our first reviews. Um, so, yeah. Um, a Way Out was a very interesting experience. Graham, what were your thoughts? Uh, I guess like a brief overview of what the game is. Um, sure. I'll just, um, it's like, uh, so you said this co-op, um, you're essentially two people doing a jailbreak and then trying to, um, trying like each of the characters have their own, own individual reasons for trying to track down this guy and take care of him. And, um, I, I thought the game was fantastic. I really enjoyed the game. Um, especially once it started to embrace a little bit of the humor and the absurdity of um, some of the situations you could put the characters in. Um, so, like, I was playing this kind of fairly straight-laced, um, not by the books necessarily, but um, kind of, I, I, I like, he wasn't the most entertaining, but um, he, he, like, he's straight. And then you were playing a bit more of a hotshot, um, like, a hardened criminal Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who like, if there is a situation called for like force, or if a situation called for like negotiation, that's kind of the the difference. And it was a lot of fun, um, seeing what the developers how they played with like cinematography between the two different characters, because oftentimes like, I'm going off a bit of a tan- ramble here, but Go ahead. the way that the game was set up. We were playing online, but the game, the way that they showed the game was as if we were playing it locally split screen. So like my character's on the left and your character's on the right. And they would occasionally do stuff with the camera and with the windows shifting around the, um, the positions or the sizes of our viewpoints or, um, and stuff like that to like sometimes pass off play between characters and they just had, I feel like they had a lot of fun making this game. 
Um, yeah, like it was, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, how about you? I liked it as well. I think it's a game that grew in me over time and, um, we'll talk a bit about it later, but like until the last, I would, I would say act of the game, uh, didn't, I, I, I would say the last act of the game definitely elevated it beyond the first two acts the first two acts are kind of the first um, one's fairly straightforward right it's, yeah it's not a story that we haven't seen before it's the prison break right so um and then the second act is kind of gathering intel or like getting out hence the name and um uh actually traveling to this destination i'd say of uh, this uh, mob leader that you're trying to take down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Graham. I, I'm a little distracted. Um, the voice actor of Leo, the character I played. Okay. His name is Fares Fares. Like his his first name is the same as his last name. Okay. That's really weird. <laughs> but he is a bro- he's the brother of the game designer. Oh, that's neat. Which was a connection I didn't know, but... It's not every day you meet somebody with the same first and last name. No. Bold parents, for sure. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, the first two acts are kind of like co-op puzzle solving and like um, your typical like yeah, like uh, um... dialogue interaction. Some some minimal choice elements here or there. Um, basically, you're, it's character development. You're getting to know the characters and and their motivations you could um you could you could walk around like yeah like you said interactive characters oftentimes there would be kind of like set piece moments where you're like having to run or um oftentimes there would be like asynchronous gameplay of one character has to do one thing while another character waits for an opportunity to do a different thing like um when we were trying to escape the jail cells and one person has the screwdriver or whatever to like get to knock away the the toilets to, to be able to remove the toilet i'm i'm making a quite a mess of this but um to be able to remove the toilet so that they can escape and then the other person's looking out for the guards that kind of thing there's a lot of instances of that and then there's also the like the set pieces of chase sequences or driving sequences stuff like that Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back to what you're saying about like the split screen thing, I thought that was a really neat, um, neat feature. Like, like you would think like I'm kind of watching what you're doing at all times. I don't know if you would feel like it was distracting, but it really wasn't. Yeah. Um, very often, like you were doing something as I'm doing something, and like I found I I zoned in on my stuff, and I miss what you were doing, and it it feels like I could we could swap characters and get like a minimal dif- differentiating experience, based on like the content that you know either of us had might have missed. Yeah. Um, it was only occasionally that like, um, I forgot or not forgot I got confused about what screen. I should be looking at. Okay. Generally, like when a like when a chapter would start, my eyes would default to like the left screen, because if you're player one, yeah. Generally, you're on the left. And 
I would I would be looking at my character, but just kind of like on the left screen. Um, and yeah, a couple of times that happened. Yeah. Uh, I'm sad to say. But um, yeah, other than that, it was a great, a great feature. There was one thing I wish they had done, which I think we'll talk about later um, when we get towards the ending. But otherwise, I think it was it was really effective. And a really cool thing about this game also is that, um, you know, uh, we both owned copies of the game. We bought it on sale, um, but we didn't need to actually. Um, if I own the game, I could invite Graham to play with me mm-hmm. without him needing to own the game either, uh, like a share play type thing. That's just innate in the game, uh, which I thought was uh, that's very um, generous. That's very generous. Yeah, it's very um, pro consumer. It's not. It's not a lot of like other not many other games do that i think the only other game i could think of would be like some th- some 3ds games like mario kart 7 i think did that where you could like other players could like download mm. yeah a map and you could race together yeah um but i can't think of any other games like that the ds had some stuff like that like the original ds do you remember how there's like the the share you can almost like download a demo mm-hmm. onto the other person's DS. Yep. Yeah, I think you could do that with Mario Kart DS as well. Then. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. No, that was a cool feature. Um, sorry, I just completely lost my train of thought there. But that's um, okay. Yeah. Um, I guess one other thing. One thing that I really liked about this game and especially emerged around the second act was its sense of humor. Um, it's a weird game, man. It is a weird, weird, weird game. Like the, the first hint is that like, there's all these mini games scattered throughout. So like in the very first, one of the very first interactions you can do, um, you see like a, some pull up bars and you can, you can walk up to them and like press X and then it'll start a mini game where you have to tap like a X as fast as you can to be able to like do more and more pull-ups and it gets harder and harder. And there's like dialogue for them counting up to 20 and up to like 25. <laughs> and, um, and there's an achievement for it. That was actually a lot of fun doing the achievement hunting. Um, yes. And yeah, there's um, a lot of the achievements had really funny interactions like the seesaw. Do you remember the seesaw? I do, Graham. How could I forget? You you just walk up, and if you both press at the same time, you both sit on the seesaw, and they're like, what are we doing? I don't know. You sat down first. No, you <laughs> sat down first. This is dumb. And then you stand up. And it's, um, it's, it's good. There's just so many weird... You can throw darts. And I proved myself to be pretty good at throwing darts for some reason. Um... Yeah, no, there's just all these lovely little... In- you can play... Well, no, that's, that's a scripted event, but, like, you can play really bad basketball um, <laughs> or play really badly at basketball. Um, oh, and the jam session. I can't forget the jam session of the, the piano and the banjo. Oh, of course. How could we forget that? So, like... That whole... That whole- the whole house was awesome. Yeah. The jam session. Please go ahead, Graham. Yeah. So yeah, like what Matt was saying about the house, like you essentially scare off this 
old couple from their house, make them think, make, I think you release their horses or like tie them up. Um, and then you can just go around their house and do all these weird little things. Like <laughs> my character's like, oh, well, I guess if we did this terrible thing to them, we might as well do their dishes. <laughs> you could try on hats. Yeah. Try on the old lady's try. hat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you can, and then the it culminates with this, this jam session that you can have where one of the players is playing on the piano and the other one's playing the banjo. And if you time it right, and if you like are in sync, there will be a cutscene where they just have like a good old jam session. And it's just, it's just the most beautiful thing. <sighs> it truly was. It's uh, that, that was probably the moment that I fell in love with the game. Right there? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like this little box of wonder of what am I going to be able to do next? Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, what's, yeah, what what will my character say if I do this type thing? Yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah, I had lots of good moments like that, and they had a lot of, like, little mini games, Things like, um, like darts, and you kick my butt at darts. Um, Baseball? There was the, wheel, the wheelchair wheelie thing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, the wheelchair. It's uh, it was such a serious scene, and then for some reason there's wheelchairs <laughs> really there, was. like like this this very serious. We gotta do this before, like we gotta visit the hospital before we can go and kill the bad guy, and like we can only stay here for a little bit. And then they see two wheelchairs, and they're like, "Oh man, who can who can tilt it the longest and not fall over?" Well, there was the thing about going on the moon. Like you go, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a TV in the hospital, and you can sit down and interact with it. And the guy whose wife is having a baby falls asleep, and then has a day, a dream sequence where he's on the moon. Yep. Yep. It. Wild. Uh, yeah, it's wild. Like wild. It's um, this game is very bold. It doesn't um. It doesn't really do anything like half-heartedly. Mm. So, yeah, um, yeah. Like I think it's all the interactions, and then also the characters. We could talk a little bit about the characters because they're pretty neat. Like they're actually like they were good characters. I found, and good is a very like um, strange term, but like I felt that like they were fairly. Um, like emotionally vulnerable with each other um like and opening up to each other over the course of the game and um like sharing uh a lot of their like fears and stuff like that mm. and i thought i mean that's that's part of what makes the ending of the game so impactful right is because like these characters they build the bond like throughout the course of the game and we see them grow together as people and they support each other and it like for the most of the game it's a very like healthy relationship so yeah how did you what did you think of the characters um i thought they were pretty like um i like that they're both kind of like what you see is what you get type characters mm -hmm. um 
I have to admit, Graham, I think I think the voice actors were not that great overall. Um, and that that did kind of jar with me a little bit because I felt like, wow, such a character driven or story driven or like, you know, um, okay. such a personally personal story. It's like, I guess I guess it's probably because it's a foreign company. That's probably it, maybe. Um, I'm not sure, but uh... anyways, it, it it did it did take me out of the game a little bit, like okay. some things. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound too good. But um, other than that, like, like I I don't think I would say like Vincent or Leo, the main characters, are like likable guys, like because you 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 view them as criminals. Yeah, and and they are criminal stuff. Yeah, they're not <laughs> afraid to get their hands dirty. Yeah, like they they all they both do. Um, you can both have them do pretty bad things. Like mm-hmm. they they don't have any qualms about torturing a guy to get answers. Oh, Graham, we, we missed Connect Four. Oh man, really? There's a Connect Four mini game in there. In the house? I don't know. I just I'm just looking at the Wikipedia. Oh man. And we missed. No, we did baseball. Yeah, we did base. Oh, we did baseball. <laughs> Oh, we, we did we, baseball. It took, a, it took a little <laughs> while for us to get a home run in baseball. But we did it. Yep, we did. But it's like, uh, there's so many little things like that that they didn't need to include. But um, it, I felt like it really enriched the experience if you found stuff like that. Like the fact that we didn't find the Connect Four just shows how much, like, and we were pretty thorough, right? So like... It's um, it's really quite impressive. Uh, yeah, they def, yeah, they definitely. It felt like, you know, the the main story is like the framework, right? And and then there's the main gameplay elements, and then to really like make you bond with the other player, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a game like, um, I don't know, like Army of Two or uh, like like Journey, where it's like, yeah, you just kind of come play together. Maybe Journey's not a good example, but like um, this game, it's like okay, obviously you and I coordinated this, you know, and then we sat down and played together. But really, like we are we are bonding when you're kicking my butt at darts or horseshoes <laughs> or whatever, and when like when I'm trying to do the push up and you're trying to do the push up, like that that's like all these little things are all bonding moments that are just totally optional, just there for you to discover and experience and it really um adds up like a level of like diversification to the game it's like not many games would have so many different things like this um to emphasize building those bonds between the players Mm -hmm. um and like from an outsider's perspective it seems kind of odd like arm wrestling like that's weird like the band <laughs> like the banjo and the piano thing really strange but subconsciously it's like it, it it's building that relationship and so at the end of the game when that kind of comes apart it's hard it's actually really hard um even though it's just a game yeah no it um i guess we could talk about the ending a little bit we've we've alluded to it enough um but yeah, at the end of the game, or are you cool with that? Yeah, I'm good to talk about it. Yeah, uh, at the end of the game, essentially, there's 
a plot twist and the two characters turn on each other. Um, it's revealed that um, Vincent was a cop all along. And um, and then you and Leo, of course, and like, Leo doesn't take it too well. Yeah, so, he feels very betrayed. Yeah, so um, it ends up with, um, there's a chase sequence where Vincent is shooting at Leo and then eventually there's the um, the final cul- culmination of a shootout in the warehouse where it's me versus Matt as Vincent versus Leo. Um, not I don't know about you, but I was not really wanting to fight. No, I, I wasn't. I was hoping they would give us an option to not do it. Yeah, but um, essentially like it's almost like a three-phase boss fight of shooting the other player. Um, and like, which you think is kind of funny because like in any other game, that would be pretty normal. Um, it's like in Castle Crashers or something at the end of the level or like a, uh, you can do like a, a thing where you beat up each other and you try to get the princess, right? Right, right, um, right, right, right. But in this game, because there's been that emotional investment and that bond between the two characters it's actually really upsetting um, to see this happen. And like, I didn't want to lose, but at the same time, I didn't want to win. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't help that my aim was terrible. Um, and so like uh, you and you got um, like, you whittled down my health bar. Or like, you, you, you knock, like you, you essentially knocked enough of my health away. And so there's like multiple phases of it and it ends right. with, um, the two characters kind of laying on the ground and there's the gun between them and right. whoever can reach the gun is going to kill the other person. Mm-hmm. And despite mashing, like mashing the button, I was at such a low health. I, I physically couldn't get to the gun fast enough. Mm-hmm. And, and then like your character shot mine. Um, he did. Yeah. It forced me to. Yeah, there was no no turning back. Nope. Would not let me not do it. Yeah, and then there's an ending where you see, like, in this case, Leo driving away with his family in the funeral for Vincent, who his wife just had their first kid. Like, I'm going to stop, Graham, stop. What? It makes me sad. I didn't want to do it. I know, I know. I didn't. It's probably more stressful for you like the ending was very very impactful and it had a little bit of like i don't know i feel like plot holes that i whatever i it it didn't feel like such a big betrayal that i would do that that you would um kill you like i guess like like in 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 the moment where you're going for the gun it's like you're both haggard and tired and like sore mm-hmm. and like it's a very like intentional go for the gun where i feel like like a tussle for a gun like we grapple or whatever and we're tussling for the gun and it's like kind of intense and like it, it, it that would have been more like oh like my rage got the better of me mm-hmm. or like the heat of the moment did but like slowly going for a gun, it makes it feel very more like meditated. 
and yeah. intentional. It's a very deliberate choice. Yeah. Um, but that being said, like, um, like you, you as Vincent are like, we don't have to do this. We don't have to do this. But my character is very like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Yeah. Okay. There was, there was no room for reason. Right. So, um, yeah, the only thing I think that could have elevated the moment, um, more is when this happens, when you are betrayed, the screen stays split. So I could still see what Graham's doing and he could still see what I'm doing. And I really wish they would have nixed that. Hmm. I really feel like that would have been a, a very like, um, yeah, an immersive way to represent the split and also kind of throw you off balance. Cause now you can no longer see where the other person is. Yeah. It's a severing of a bond. It's there's confusion that a loss of information I think it would have been really powerful, but um, they might have not done that so that there's parity between the local multiplayer and the online version. Yep. But um, yeah, no, that would have been. Um, I think that that's one thing that could have been useful, or it would have been nice. Like, um, although you could say something about how, like, the fact that you can still see emphasizes that they still have a bond between each other, but I think it's primarily a gameplay decision. Yeah. Yeah. So um and to be honest like like this betrayal kind of happens after what is seemingly like the climax of the game. Yeah. Like you you there's a big uh like an hour long like third person shooter sequence where you're taking out the bad guy that you've been tracking down the whole game mm-hmm. and like you get the diamond back and you're like, "Yeah, we did it." And then this happens and I was like, "Whoa, I thought the game was over." But no, 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 it's not over yet. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's got, you know, there's something to be done here. So um, it really worked well. I don't think we, like, I suspect, I didn't suspect the twist. Neither did I. I didn't so, see it coming. Yeah. Um, but it was believable enough, I suppose. Dang it, now I want to play Persona 5. Why? I didn't You're see it coming. It coming. Uh, it's a main like it's the battle theme from persona 5 oh i see i see it's a good well, per- last surprise persona 5 royal is out Graham. it is you can play it right now well i've got i've got dancing to tide me over it's true yeah but yeah um yeah no that's um one one thing that really stood out to me when i started to notice it um there's a chase there's an extended chase scene through the hospital um, and I don't know if um, this is something that I picked up on is that the scene was set was shot in essentially one take. That entire hospital chase scene was seamless. There was no gaps. See, very true. But there, they split the perspective. Well, they play... they set it as a single perspective. Right. I would play, and then you would play. Mm-hmm. And we kind of tread it off and on on that. And that was a really cool section, too. Yeah. Yeah. But you had something else. It's the else. only part of the game where they do that, though. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty, like, it is impressive. Like, they, they play with the toolkit that they've set out for themselves to be able to do something like that. Like, they, they're really kind of trying to push the, like, what a local multiplayer game can be like. Right. So... 
rather than a fixed perspective or a split view or like they they kind of they mix cinematography with game mechanics mm-hmm. which um is neat i think it's i don't know it's something to be applauded yeah um did you have any other comments um i don't know um i guess um there was one other memorable moment for me um if i can go ahead with that for sure um when we're we're evading like guard dogs late at night i think um like we're running away because the, the we just escaped the prison and i have to slide down a slope and jump and then catch your hand on the other side. Do you remember this? <laughs> and it does this slow-mo of like Vincent like falling and he's falling. And then there's the prompt for you to like hold down the trigger so that they can grab each other's hands. And um, the first time I forgot, I forgot to jump. So I just fell right in the pit. <laughs> the second time I decided not to do the prompt to see what would happen. <laughs> he just he just falls like it's it it wasn't this it's nothing crazy but it was just really funny for me to see them like slow mo I was really I was really confused I was like what why why <laughs> just slow mo right past and you're reaching at your hand and I'm just like nah I'm good and, <laughs> uh, it was really good because like you you extended it and then you took it back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, was, that was good times. It was a good time. Were there any other memorable moments for you? That we um, haven't that we have mentioned? You know what? You know what? There was one, Graham. It was near the end. We were we were hopping around after we kind of beaten the game and going to get some trophies that we had missed because all the most of the trophies are optional little um cinematic moments where like you do this thing like the banjo piano duet thing and then you get a trophy for it mm-hmm. and there's a moment like you have to go sit down and take a breather that's what the trophy is called and you're in like the, the forest and like i think as we were doing it you said something like man this this is really like reminiscent of like brothers reminds me a lot of brothers yeah and then in that scene the brothers from brothers like you can hear audio of them and and the characters like, hey, what, what's going on? And they sound like brothers. I'm like, wow, what's, what are the odds? Like, they would make reference to brothers. And then we realized, oh, these guys made brothers, or this guy made brothers. And it was like, I don't know, that was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. We re- we realized <laughs> that at the very end of the game. The very end. Like the last and, trophy. And like I think those moments, those particular moments. Um, like definitely they we felt I felt that connection all the way through the game, but it wasn't until like you kind of said it and then I looked it up. Oh, it made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But um, like they differentiated from brothers just enough. Uh, well, quite a bit actually, but it had those like particular like missable moments, I guess I would call them, that uh, are necessary but are appreciated. So. Mm-hmm. The game has a lot of heart in that way, a lot of character. Mm-hmm. It, there's a lot of similarities too between the two games, like mm-hmm. uh, two two people, and then there's like different ways that 
like the older brother will interact with the world differently than the younger brother and stuff like that. Right. And yeah. in the end, there's only one brother. Ground. Oh, brothers. Oh, oh brothers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so would you, would you recommend the game, Graham? Oh, yeah, definitely recommend the game. Um, oh, gosh, I haven't thought of a rating. Um, have you thought of a rating? Or would you recommend the game? I would recommend the game. Um, the game regular is $40, and I feel it would probably sit better in the $30 range, but you can buy the game and play it with anybody you want, which is a pretty cool thing. Mm-hmm. So we both got it for $20 when it was on sale. It goes on sale pretty regularly, uh, on PSN at least. So I would, de- I would definitely say pick it up if, uh, if you want to spend... Like, we, we knocked it out in, like, two sessions. It's like a six, seven-hour experience, maybe. Yeah. And uh, definitely um, definitely worth playing, I believe. Yeah, it's, um, uh, it's a good experience. I'm, I know what to rate it, Graham. What? And you're going to be jealous that you didn't think of it first. I'm going to rate it a Yosuke. Because he's a bro? It's about, yeah, it's all broske. It's all about... <laughs> <laughs> it's all about uh, friendship and brotherhood. And then... Uh, and like... Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree. Yeah, and Yosuke is kind of like a skeevy guy. And Leo is kind of like a skeevy guy. And uh, yeah, that works, right? Yeah, yeah. And you both grow, like you and Yosuke have a bond at the end. And then Yosuke shoots... Uh, yeah, he shoots you right in the in chest. The chest. <laughs> it's a really weird... Just as you're like, looking in about it. It's, uh, he, he... The ending in Persona 4 is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta play Persona 4 again. Gosh, yeah. One of these days. We should do it, Graham. We'll do the Maybe on the Plus. ten year anniversary of the podcast. Ten year. Gosh, I hope that they make I hope that they remake three and four. Graham, if they remade them. What? Ugh, I would I wouldn't be able to handle it, I don't think. Why? Because I haven't even played Persona five. I don't have the time for all this like Persona. <laughs> Just but um I think, Yeah. I I, I think I think it would be interesting if they did remake it and like, I like, cause they have like those Persona Q games, right? Which are kind of like a team up game. Yeah, they're yeah. That that's what I really want. I want Persona, three hundred and forty five, where like, you, Joker, and the other guy, um, team up. But I guess <laughs> isn't the other guy dead? Uh. Kinda. I haven't. I haven't played the answer. I think we just want. We just want more Yukiko. Yeah, I think we can all agree and, on that. And more Kanji. Yep. And Naoto. And, and Naoto. And I'm trying to think of any single character from Persona Three, but I can't name them. Uh... There's the kid that wears orange. Gosh, the Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> no, there's Ken. There's Junpei. Junpei, yeah. Um, and oh, then Ken. there's. I was close. Yeah. I don't. Know. What did you say? Akihiko. Yeah, Akihiko is great. He's played by uh. Oh, the dog. The dog. 
Koromaru. Oh, um, Ko- yeah, Karamaru, you got it. And uh, Akihiko is actually played by um, Liam O'Brien. I didn't know that. He's a voice actor that's also on Critical Role. Ah, okay. Yeah. Liam O'Brien. Yeah. Um, okay, now, so now we're deciding by Persona 3, but um, I don't know, the, the characters? I'm playing through Persona 3, like the dancing. The characters, maybe it's just because I didn't bond with them as much as I did with 4. They just... They don't stand out as much. Like, Four's characters are so colorful and distinct. and I feel like we just didn't get enough time with the characters in Three. I, I just think it, it's a natural, like, progression of Three being an earlier game, Four being a game that is larger in scope. And mm-hmm. therefore, we got more time with them, right? Um, And also, like, I know for me, when I finished Four, I, I played like dancing all night i so i started watching the anime i picked up a couple of the manga so like i, I was more invested overall yeah and like persona 3 like i played it i was like well, that was fun um and then i haven't really thought much about it no <laughs> sense so yeah yeah but I, I think it's just a, it's just a the matter of persona 3 is an older game and therefore probably has less content yeah they they should remake if they're gonna remake any of the games well four but um if any of the games really deserve a remake it's three because it was so like like it's shat it's kind of scattered across the different versions there's no definitive version of the game yeah um I feel like they could do a lot with the new character models that they've made for these dancing games um. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean I guess I guess it Persona Four did get a remake in Golden. Which yeah. I would say probably gave it a second life. I don't know. I did I don't know much about Persona. I didn't I until you told me about it. So um I'm just looking at sales here. Um but yeah that I think that would be pretty cool if they remade the games. Yeah. Yeah, I would or like that. I have a question, Graham. Okay. Um are you going to get the PS5 when it comes out? Hmm. I mean, likely. I don't know if I would get it at launch. Yeah. Um, I imagine it would probably be a year after launch that I would consider getting it. That's, um, that's kind of where I'm at, too. Yeah. I, just, I don't feel ready for it yet. Yeah, like... It's not that, um... Like, I don't... Well, A, a there's no games necessarily like i buy i buy i tend to move on to a new console when there's a game that i want to play it's true um like that's why i got my vita and the ps4 and a switch even um because i wanted to play odyssey i think um yeah no it's um until there's like a game that i really want for it the controller looks good um i don't know i guess it uh, to me it all depends how a controller feels. Yeah. So looking is nice, I guess. But now, Graham. All right, picture it. Okay. 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 It's Christmas. Yeah. PlayStation Four comes comes out. PlayStation Five comes out. Mm-hmm. And launch titles: Spider-Man Two, God of War Two, Horizon Zero Dawn Two. Yeah. 
You'd be buying it. I'd be buying oh, it. Yeah. If God of like, War and Spider Man, yeah. Yeah. And I and I think I hope that's what they do. I hope Bloodborne they I hope they really hit it. Well, actually I hope they don't because I've got so much to play still. It's like yeah, give me a year to like finish up with the old stuff. I'm still finishing up with my PS3. And then maybe I'll be ready for a PS5. Mm-hmm. That's what I did with my PS4. And I feel like I feel like the PlayStation 4 really hit its like golden era in in like 2017-2018 when it had those big releases, right? Um mm-hmm. so uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. You know, I would even be surprised to be honest if it got delayed or if uh, there were like production issues with all the stuff that's going on, mm-hmm. and um, you know, last of like Last of Us Two got pushed back. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not too surprising, but it's funny. It's like the last Last of Us came out on the last year of the PS3, and now this is coming out. That the new Last of Us is coming out on the last year of the PS4. It's like man. Yeah, it's um the games that come out at the very end of a console's life cycle are typically the the most impressive games. Mm-hmm. Like you get a really you get like the push at the beginning of the life cycle of like showing off the new tech. Yeah. And then at the very end it's showing off the mastery of that deck. Like do you remember um was it Clang? Clank? Clink? Knack? Knack. That's it. <laughs> Like that was a launch title that was trying to show off those like specific um, features of the PS4. Like I think it was about like particle effects and stuff. Um, even like Uncharted Four came out pretty early on, didn't it? Uh, twenty fifteen. Fifteen. So that's Which was like I guess a year and a half, two years. Yeah, after launch. So like that's still pretty early on. Yeah. Um, twenty sixteen actually. Okay, so it's more in the middle. More middle, yeah. Uh, now you got me thinking about Knack. Don't get me started on Knack. Oh, uh, boy. Um, I guess we should wrap up. I guess we probably should. Yeah, we spent, we spent like the first <laughs> 10 minutes talking about... Oh, it's almost an hour, Graham. Where was it an hour? Well, we've still got 10 minutes shy of an hour. The people have um, things to do. I mean, they're listening. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, we started with 10 minutes of Final Fantasy and we end with 10 minutes of Persona. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There was a good couple minutes about Persona 3. And we're bringing it all back with Knack. Knack, <laughs> the game that started it all. Not really. Oh. Knack? Uh, I... Na- Sorry, I gotta, I gotta talk about it now. Okay, let's talk. Let's, let's do our mini review of Knack. Knack is a fine, it's a fine game. It's a simple little game, okay? It's colorful, it's cute, it's kind of fun, I guess. But it it does collectibles in the worst way possible. Okay. And as someone who, you know, plays for trophies, it is incredibly frustrating. Okay, first thing is, this is the biggest problem. So you play in hard mode because you got to play in hard mode to get the trophy, right? Okay. You can't drop the difficulty without losing all your collectibles. That's dumb, okay. So... Yeah, it is dumb. And uh, you can't, like... Um, so there's different types of collectibles. And, like, once you get all the collectibles of a certain type, you unlock a different knack. So, like, there's red rubies, and you get vampire knack, and then there's diamonds, which are most rare, and you get diamond knack or whatever, right? Hmm. And there's, like, seven of them, okay? 
and once you collect all the diamond or the the gems for one set in a in a in a good decent ethical game <laughs> you would no longer collect that type but in in knack you still collect it and so like i and 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 the rarity of of nothing changes, so you could you could go a whole playthrough and not get any diamond gems, and you really? need like ten of them. And so I'm now in a position where like I've played through the the game on hard mode twice, and have like three diamonds. Okay. Oh. Yeah. And you need ten, so it it's totally random. There's no rhyme or reason, and like it it frustrates me to no end. Are there any stages you can grind? So the only way to grind is like you have to keep because you have to keep, I have to keep playing the game again, right? It's not like I can chapter select. Oh, you can't you can't chapter select without losing your collectibles. Oh, I think. but you can't but you can't I can't lower the difficulty. It's hard. It's still hard mode. I can't lower the difficulty without losing my collectibles. So you just have to play the game again, and whenever you come across a chest that you find, you can open it. And if you don't need what's in there, you just close the game. And okay. then you re- restart the game. That's the only way to grind them. Oh. It 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 it's it's terrible, Graham. It's awful. And the game the game has a neat feature where it's like, hey, other friends playing Mac? Well, this is what they got in their chest <laughs> when they looked at this. Would you like that gem also? Oh, okay. And you can, you could choose that. But guess what, Graham? Guess what gem they don't allow you to do that with? Oh. Diamond. The only one you flip a need. And so it's just it's the worst way to do collectibles. It really is. Especially when they're like so integral to all the flipper trophies where it's complete RNG. You just got to keep playing and playing and playing. And I hate it. And it's really – I haven't even played the game in years. I'm still mad about it. Wow. And and Graham, this is what happens when you bring up Knack and you call it Clank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Uh, I mean, I was just gonna say it was kind of boring, but I think that takes uh, the cake. Uh, anyways. Okay. Well, I think that's a good place to call it. Um, yeah. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. Next time, uh, tune in again when we talk more about Knack. We'll talk about Knack Two, perhaps. Um, I forgot the game got a sequel. It did get a sequel. Um, it was a cheap sequel too. It was like for fifty bucks. Um, so that'll be a review. Uh, it did not sell as well as the original Knack, believe it or not. But um, until next time, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you like the show, please let us know. Tell your friends. Suggest a game for us to play. We've got lots of time, and so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to follow us, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you could contact us there with your game suggestions. Uh, but until next time, we'll be back in two weeks to talk about another game. It might be Ring Fit Adventure. Um it might not be. We'll just see what happens, Graham. Mm-hmm. Because um, we just keep pushing it, and I don't mind. <laughs> we get to play it more. Well, it's funny. Like, the game 
Ring Fit shows you like, hey, you played on these days. And then I looked at how many days I played, and I'm like, wow, I haven't played this game very much. But I'm 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 focusing more on it now. So hmm. probably next game we'll talk about Ring Fit. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. We're a good like what? Twenty percent of the way through the game? <laughs> We're we've just finished World Five and there are twenty three worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Um and that's that's just lovely. That's just lovely. Um, it will not maybe... be a one hundred percent review of the game. No, it will not be. But perhaps maybe we'll talk about another game. That you know, Graham, it's really out of our control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tune in next time to find out what game we talk about. Yeah. And just like this episode, ignore the title so that's not spoiled for you. Yes, yes, going completely blind. Yes, literally close your eyes, click randomly <laughs> on the screen, and hope you find the right episode. Oh, but gosh. until then, good night. Good night.